0: In this episode of Novel Predictions, Allison demands brainwashing. I'm going to be pissed, though. Like, I'm warning you right now that if there's no brainwashing happening
1: and he was just being a dick, I'm going to be so mad.
0: Hi, guys. Welcome to Novel Predictions. My name is Kales, and I am Rudy Uglies this
1: month. I'm Allison and I'm reading it for the first time.
0: I'm so excited to be sharing this book with you because it is an old classic. It is written in 2005 Okay. and it is like OG dystopian YA and it was something that I just thought I really wanted to reread this book because I just read Imposters, which came out this year, which actually takes place 16 years after the finale in Extras. Okay. And even Extras came out like several years after Specials because it started out just as a trilogy. It was Ugly's Pretty Specials. And then like I remember a couple of years later, it was like, surprise, it's a quartet. There's four books. (laughs) I kind of remember that happening. I remember people being confused and conflicted about it like no there was lots of conflict and everybody was like what the hell is this and then that came out and it like officially became a quartet and then now in 2018 imposters came out and technically if you've talked to scott westerfeld and i have he says it's a different series goodreads likes to say it's ugly's number five okay whatever. And I get it because it's like set in the same world and it has to do with like nearly everything the same. And now that I'm rereading the two again, <laughs> it's just like, how has the world evolved? It's like, if we got Cursed Child as an actual like book instead of the bullshit that it is. Nice. Okay. Um, And, and it is like, it would be considered, it's like considering that Harry Potter eight, which just sounds weird. So that makes
1: sense? do you know that some like good, I think on Goodreads it is called Harry Potter Eight.
0: Is it really? I think Goodreads so. Is just stupid. It's weird. Um, so <gasps> but did, yeah. So that's Uglies. Okay. Did you like Imposters? I really liked Imposters. Okay. I liked Imposters a lot, and I gave it four out of five stars. I really liked a continuation. But you need to know this about me and Uglies. I really liked Uglies. Loved it. Um, when I finished the ending, which is literally like one of the only things I can remember. I was so upset about the ending. Okay. Torn to fucking pieces. And. Like in a
1: cliffhangery, I wanna keep reading way or in a I hate everything, throw this book away way?
0: Well, in a cliffhangery way. Okay. And then I read Pretties and then I threw the book across the room at the ending of Pretties and I never picked up the rest of the series. So, so you haven't I was finished it. So angry. No, I have never read specials and I've never read extras. So I literally wikipedia everything before i read imposters yeah to like make sure that i caught up so it's enough of a different story that you could totally go into imposters without having read specials and extras or having read it for a really long time because i did that and i still thought imposters was great um it it but yeah that's what happened to me at the end of pretties and so this was also my selfish motivation to like get myself back into the series and actually maybe finish all of it and not my immature you know 15 16 year old self being like this is bullshit. Fuck this. Uh, fuck yeah, everything. Fuck this. <laughs> fuck everything. And in refusing to finish it. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's why I'm making you read this. Um, and you hadn't read it. So I thought it was like the perfect excuse to reread things because, again, in my job, I'm feeling that I can only read ahead. Like I can't yeah. I have to read in the now. I can't read anything in the past. Mm-hmm. And this project is like my one anchor to the past of, oh, I can actually read things that weren't written or aren't going to be published
1: in the next like three months <laughs> right yeah you're actually able to revisit things or not even revisit things but read books that were published you know before no, it's 2017.
0: True. yeah i feel like that the only things i've been reading in the past several months have been arcs and that's not a bad thing it's great because i'm keeping up with what's coming and i really need to get back on my channel and do some reviews because those would be really helpful for you know press yeah and my own life but uh i just i feel like because I, I was looking at my library and I'm sitting in it right now even and I'm just like oh my god I have so many books I've bought that I'm never gonna read right now because of this job like I would have you know what I mean like yeah. if I didn't have this job I would be reading them so anyway this project is my excuse to go back and read uglies and I'm excited <laughs> to do so um I'd love to know why did you never pick it up it seems like it's right up your alley but again we were this was 13 years yeah, ago yeah that's the thing so
1: I think the first truly dystopian book that I read was Hunger Games, and I didn't read Hunger Games until later, like, not in the initial whole buzz of Hunger Games. Um, Okay. I want to say all the Hunger Games books were out when I read Hunger Games for the first time. Wow, really? Yeah.
0: I didn't know that about
1: you. Yeah. So... Uh, And I, I, for some reason, I'm blanking
0: on like when in my you know life, like high school. It came out, didn't it? Come out in like 2011. No, 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 no. Movies came out. It was before that. It was like 2008.
1: Yeah. So I think I, I think I read it in college. Honestly, interesting. Um, but yeah. So I didn't because this is, you know, I'm gonna sound like a broken record every time we do one of these books that you think I should have read, but. I read the same books over and over again for years. I read the Tamora Pierce Quartets. I read Harry Potter. Full
0: stop. That's just insane to me. Like I just, (laughs) oh God, I don't, I don't even know.
1: I just didn't. So I was a big reader, but I was reading the same stuff. Like I was basically memorizing, you know, my favorite things instead of expanding my, my book knowledge. So right. And that's not to say I never read anything that wasn't those books, but that's what I read a lot. And I I did... I would, like, finish a series. Like, I would finish the Protector of the Small series, and then I would literally just start it again. Like... Oh, my gosh. (laughs)
0: No, I mean, it's not judgment. I just don't understand it. Like, that's not how my brain works. Like, I am so on to, like, what is the next thing? Like, rereading in general sucks for me. Like, I actually don't like it a lot, which is why this is also an interesting experiment for me, is, like, I have to pick books that I either love enough to read again, like The Fault in Our Stars, which is one of, like, the very few books that I've read over and over, or pick books that I don't necessarily remember, like The Hate You Give, and the movie had changed things up for me, and then now this one. Yeah. Um... Because I, I honest, here's the thing, going into this predictions, I almost like want to make my own predictions because you don't remember, I fucking remember (laughs) nothing. (laughs) Literally, I remember the ending. That's legitimately it. I actually remember the beginning and the ending because I was rereading the beginning and I was like, okay, I remember this party. I remember the pig mask. I remember the hoverboards. And then I remember the ending. And anything that happens in the fucking middle, I got nothing. I'm like, shit. I don't even know. <laughs> I, I don't know if you're going to be correct. I, I don't have anything. I don't even know how to guide your questions. I'm just like, great, cool. I'm going in th- into this just as blind as she is. So I think it'll be fun. And I yeah, I cause at least- How long w- has it been since you read it? I read it in 2005 when it came out. So it's been 13 years. <laughs> oh my god (laughs) so (laughs) so wait okay so that means that you were 15 no yeah because i'll be yeah i'm 27 i'll be 28 next year so yeah okay
1: i was like 14 15 16 yeah you were like 14 okay jesus yeah Yeah. that's a long time i don't remember shit that like i can't even name a book i read except for those you know few that i read when i was 15 so
0: well, no, unless it was like fucking Harry Potter. I That's couldn't tell you about any <laughs> exactly. books that I read when I was fifteen. <laughs> except except this one because like I said, the ending I had such a visceral reaction to it. Sure. It was so like I I think it's the first book at Pretties was the first book that I ever chucked across the room. Because I was so angry at that ending. Um but we're not reading pretties. We're reading Uglies. We're not. So okay, let's um, see. Two thousand five five. Yes, Two thousand five. I was how does
1: age work? I was 12. Um, <laughs> I was like, you're like two years younger than me I know, if we decided like, I was 14. Uh, math. I was 12. So I was reading, I think I, at that point I was just, 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 just discovering Tamora Pierce or maybe even hadn't quite. Um, yeah. So I was probably just rereading Harry Potter at that point. And, oh, yeah. and then like,
0: like, that time in my life, I was obsessed with, like, Shakespeare Steeler, Magic. Um, Del Quest was earlier than that. Um, I'm trying to think of what else.
1: Magic what is my... in M-A-G-Y-K Magic. Yeah. Yeah, by, so that uh, series, Angie Sage. That was the series. one of the series that I read a lot when I was a kid, like, when yeah. I was 12. Stra- Stravaganza was around that time, too. Yeah. Um, I was also reading... um. I was, like, beginning to venture into the YA section. I remember oh, okay. I remember the first time I ever went and, like, w- felt comfortable enough to go look at books in the YA section of the library where my mom worked.
0: Oh, how funny.
1: <laughs> it's actually funny. So I, I remember going to my mom... Because I was there every day after school and it was a tiny right. library. And so I was just like hanging out and reading and doing my homework and stuff. And so I remember wanting to go look at these YA books and being like, I'm mature enough. I can do it. And so I went to my mom and I was <laughs> That's like, great. yeah, I was like, hey, mom, um, could I, do you think it would be okay if I checked out some YA books?
0: Oh, my God.
1: And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, you know, like. Over there, like I like pointed to like the section, and uh, and she was like, Sure, like
0: <laughs> that's fantastic. She was like,
1: You're 12 years old, you're fine. So, um, yeah, that
0: was about Allie Carter,
1: yeah. Um, so, I read a lot of Warrior Air, it, yep, all of that. See, but it's funny because in, in YA at that time, there wasn't a ton of um, fantasy, so it was, I
0: disagree, but that's okay.
1: <laughs> well I didn't read I didn't find or read a lot of fantasy in YA at that time at least that's okay so,
0: you've also seen my like very privileged library oh you have yeah I've taken you to it
1: I've actually never been to Smoky Hill my no, okay, but has you've but you've seen
0: how bit how big it is
1: right so this library was very small um, yeah so I was reading I read like a Sarah Dessen, and I was also like it's YA so it's like I don't know my in my mind. YA at that point in time meant like contemporary romancy stuff. Oh dear. So, but I mean, I enjoyed it at the time. Yeah. I read like Sarah does I read that series that you claim to hate. Um, the like, what is it, thongs and full frontal snogging? Oh my god! That no. series.
0: Bleah. Bleah. Let me just throw up all of my Chinese food I just ate. I loved Bleah. those books
1: when I was that age. Um, no, no. Ugh. So Ugh. regardless, I didn't read uglies um it was on my radar but i just wasn't interested in like science fiction or sci-fi at all like any kind of derivation because that's what dystopian is yeah Um, essentially and that didn't change for a long time like i was very fantasy not sci-fi yeah and so yeah so i kind of it sailed past me kind of i didn't ever really have an interest in reading it and and then once i was to the point of, you know, being partial to dystopian. It was old and I just never picked it up.
0: Right. Well, now that you have picked it up, what are your initial thoughts? Oh man.
1: I feel like I've read so little of this book so far that it's really
0: hard for me to have an opinion. But to to be fair, so just so our listeners know, we read about 10% of the book, usually about the first five chapters. The last um, book that we did, A Curious Beginning, Allison gave me an extra chapter because I needed it. Yeah. And in this one, I probably should have given her like an extra five chapters (laughs) because, um, but I gave her an extra chapter too, just to at least get like more of the plot.
1: Yeah. So basically we try to read the first five chapters. Sometimes that ends up being 10%. Sometimes that ends up being like 15 or 20%. So right. for this book, it's on the light end.
0: Yes, um, it is very much on the light end. So I got but I was. I was really chapter. scared. But I, yeah, I was scared because I couldn't remember what else was going to happen. And so I was like, I don't want to give her too much. But at the same time, I was like, I have got to give her more than just hoverboarding lessons. Yeah, because that's all. It was. So that's literally all. Well, the part I gotta say, that first chapter, the first chapter dumps a lot. Is a
1: big deal. It does, and I and I do feel like I got quite a bit of information about the world and maybe the character's um, internal journey from that chapter. So I, I don't yeah. feel unprepared. But in terms of do I like it or not? Oh, maybe I yeah. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by the concept I it's really heavy-handed with the like self-loathing ugly thing and I get that that's the point but it is very heavy-handed
0: yeah um you also have to I'm just gonna ask that like you keep the time period in mind of when again this was written because you're reading this 18 you're reading this 13 years In 2018. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. In 2018, 13 years after this was written. And like, what a different time 2005 was. And like, you think about that's just the start of social media and the start of cell phones and and everything else with it. And uh, Scott Westerfield actually comments on it when he came and talked about imposters at the store. He was mentioning how, while, yes, this story is still very relevant. Um, it also is still kind of a snapshot of where the world could have gone and where sure. a lot of people were scared it was going to go in that time period. Um, yeah, well, and the other thing we've moved we've, past that now. Well, I feel like
1: part of it too is that's really interesting is, you know, in that, that era in 20 uh, 2015, ugh, no, <laughs> no, the, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, three years ago, um, we've already established that you're not good at math. It's okay. It's just my brain not connecting to my mouth yet. In two thousand five, I remember there being all the like celebrity news and all these all these things um, were about like how much plastic surgery people were getting and these like extreme augmentations of their of people's physical you know appearance and obviously that is still a thing right now but I feel but like they don't highlight it yeah we've like moved past it being scandalous. And people being quite, people in the public eye being quite so extreme to much broader issues. So, so I am keeping it in mind. But yeah, so it's pretty, it was just feeling heavy handed with the like, let's like, you know, play morphos with our face and stuff. And then her being confused when Shay was like, I actually don't want to like make a new me. It's fine. I'm hoping that. I'm not just going to be like mad the whole time about the pretties reaction to uglies and that like what I'm what I'm going to predict is true cuz otherwise I'm going to be pissed, I think. Cuz like the visceral reaction that her best friend has against her in like such a short amount of time boiled my blood. <laughs> um and I just I feel like I have I have an a prediction about why that is. And I'm hoping that I'm right is what I'll say. Um, but other than that, I mean, like, I, I think that's the whole point of the podcast. <laughs> no, I know. I know. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> I'm just teasing about I- <laughs> that phrase
0: because you were just like, I have a prediction and I hope it's correct. Well, and I'm just like, I hope it's correct like so like our that our I'm not life. angry the whole time,
1: because if it's not. Wait, say that again. What? I said, I hope it's correct so that I'm not angry the whole time, because if it's not oh. what I think it is, if it's not what I think it is, and it's just like him being like, oh, well, now I'm fabulous, so fuck you, like, as and without any like personality alteration, then I'm going to be angry, is what I'm saying.
0: Um, okay. Well, since you've already kind of preluded to it, <laughs> shall we get into your predictions? Y- sure. Yeah, let's sure. Try. She says so nervously. All right, I'm going to pull up my document. And the way that this works, if you're joining us for novel predictions for the first time, is uh, we, like I said before, make predictions uh, based off of the sliver of the book that we are given to read, usually the first five chapters or so. In this case, it's the first six chapters. We have a series of questions that we ask um, to kind of keep it as uniform as possible. Uh, however, sometimes we alter those questions or elaborate a little bit more on them. Uh, in order to sort of guide and help the other friend if it's out. getting bad
1: if if we feel like it, yeah they didn't get enough or or yeah. they're on to something and we're like oh maybe
0: this yes exactly however since McKaylee knows Jack shit <laughs> except the literal ending because you can't remember any of it I got nothing except I, I like, I'm wondering if, like, your predictions are going to trigger things. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if I'm right,
1: you'll feel like...
0: Oh, yeah, that does happen. Maybe. I don't know. But regardless, I'm going to stick pretty much to the script that we've (laughs) written and do my damnedest. Um... Because I don't have anything else off to go on because uh, my memory from 13 years ago is complete shit. Um, so that's how that's going to go. Um, and that means that our first question is, does the MC fall in love? Okay.
1: So I think that she's in love with her best friend, which is, is it, it's not, it's not Paris, right? It's, it is Paris. Oh, okay. Well, it is Paris, but it's trying to be futuristic and I stupid. I don't like that. Um... I was like, Paris, I, that's fine. Um, fine, I'll call him Paris. Paris with an E. I think that she's in love with Paris, but I also don't think that that's what's going to happen. I think that he's lost to her, probably. Um, so do I think she's going to fall in love? I haven't met anyone that she would fall in love with, because I'm pretty sure she doesn't fall in love with Shay,
0: um but spoiler alert it's the first lgbt no she doesn't (laughs) fall in love with shay it's totally fine yeah i didn't think so i feel like i would have heard more about
1: this book if she had but do you have like maybe i think um... she does i just don't think i
0: have met this person yet can you maybe guess like who like if you could think of an archetype maybe that she falls in love with i'm just trying to think ahead you know what i mean like sure we've talked we've read a lot of ya yes and we've talked a lot about different tropes and and we'll get into our tropes question but i mean like is there an archetypal um yeah yeah i think there is so and i'm you know what i'm gonna preface all of this with
1: saying like i could be totally wrong because maybe just based on the (laughs) sequels title i could be wrong but i'm just gonna go with my gut for all these predictions so that's what's happening you've been that's,
0: i mean it's that's, that's okay that's do you remember poison study yes do I, do. Poison study? <laughs> I do remember poison study i do how terrible that was if you haven't listened to our poison study episode you've got to listen to one of the biggest failures kales has ever <laughs> and just bombs just completely bombs her okay. predictions so
1: yes so. i do think she i think she's going to at least establish a relationship with someone in this book i know it's a trilogy and then a quartet um and I think that guy will probably be like a r- like rebelly leader person, somebody who lives on the outskirts, who doesn't live in the city. Because they talk about um, at the very end in the last chapter that kills gifted me um, going out to the ruins and sh- and uh, what is her name? Shay? Nope, the other one. Tally. Tally. Yes. Um, and Tally's like, there's nothing out there, blah, blah, blah. So obviously, there's some shit out there. And, <laughs> like. Do you think, Do you think maybe there's some uh, shit out there? I think there might be some shit out there. So I think there's probably people living out there, like, you know, I don't know, apocalypse survival style, or, who are fighting against this um, weird, systematic pu- alteration of people. And so she'll probably fall in love with like if it's a if it's a teen-led group, um the leader of that group or like maybe if there are adults out there with them like the son of the leader. He's got to be a leader in some way. Innemagic. Oh. And he's got to think that yeah. she's beautiful without with her quote ugly face and he's got to convince it's going to be a process of convincing her that she doesn't need to be destroyed and rebuilt in order to be beautiful. I'm so, just yes. trying
0: to type up your answers while I'm doing this without getting the typing motion on the microphone. Um, that she so process of convincing her that she is beautiful and doesn't need the the process. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a, I think that's a fair assessment. I think again, you know, you go with this girl that we've been given who is so. Condition to hate her appearance yeah
1: like super intense
0: yeah that that's got to be a thing I'm also going to put your like apocalypse style outcasts and fighting against society under like your other thoughts because well, I think it's you also have kind more, of more to elaborate on that yeah so let's yeah. let's let's go to that question of what tropes do you think you'll see okay so I think we'll see um
1: the trope and this is like a long-winded name for a trope i don't know what it would be called but the trope of somebody who go for it is like fully ingrained in a societal expectation and then is jarred out of it by something uh, and then fights against it so we see that in hunger games we see that in the giver we see that in all these different dystopians it's a very common dystopian trope i'm sure it's in divergent i haven't read divergent but i'm sure that's what it is in divergent
0: It is isn't Divergent. I'm never going to make you read it. So, yeah, it is isn't Divergent. It's in, like, fucking uh, uh, 1984. That's what I'm saying. 451. It is, like, the dystopian plot. Yeah, it's, like, the... What
1: makes dystopian
0: dystopian is somebody
1: realizing that their seemingly perfect society is broken. I will say, I do... I have heard, or maybe I read the back of the book. I forget what it was. Oh, yeah, I read the back of the book. Um, That tally is given an ultimatum basically to find her friend shay who ran away or to never become pretty so she has to like go into the ruins to find her um so i feel like that's kind of a trope like having to um going to like quote rescue somebody or or find somebody and then in reality realizing that you were in the wrong and like joining them these are like the worst tropes because they have no name but that's fine they, they don't
0: have a name but i literally <laughs> did quote you um fully integrated into society expectation and then is jarred out of it and then fights against it trope that's what <laughs> we just we just coined it it's like fun and jarred against beautiful like
1: ow um i also think I kind of mentioned this already, but I also think that she, the trope of, like, um, in love with best friend, but find someone better will happen. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Realizes best friend is actually shitty or not romantically compatible. Um, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a good YA one. Yeah. It happens more than you, like, think, because I feel like it's not considered a trope a lot of times, but...
0: No, but you could say, like, friend-zoned. Yeah. I guess... I feel
1: like that I feel like she's joke. been friend zoned and it's like unrequited yeah. love or maybe it's like unrequited love uh gotten over she gets over unrequited love by actually finding someone that she loves kind
0: of I thing. like that too yeah um, any more that you can
1: think of no I'll I'll probably think of some as we go and I'll add to the list but in this that's Im- fine. immediate moment I can't think of anything else that's jumping out at me from the 45 pages I got to read
0: That's fine. Um, Let's go with uh, the next one of, is there a mentor? And if so, who? How do they meet? And I know that there is, like, no one, because you've literally met Paris, (laughs) Shay, and Tally. But again, I'd love it if you could pick an archetype or a a figurehead you think we will be introduced to. I think there will
1: be, because somebody's got to teach her that the system is broken. Because she obviously doesn't know it herself, which is ma- what's making me so frustrated at this point. She has, like, no perception of how fucked up this is. Again, I is. repeat,
0: though, this is like a four-book series. Right, like, no, this I is, know. You know. I'm going to challenge that, though, and say that is it – because I, I, I would think of Mentor as the, the – the hero's journey type mentor of an older, wiser figure who educates her, right? And then I'm going to counter it and say, so you do think that there's going to be one of those, and maybe not the supposed dude you think she's going to fall in love with. I feel like because that would counteract it. I know a little bit. I, I wouldn't know. call him a mentor because I would call him a romantic interest. Like, I don't. Is call... he going to open up her eyes, or is it going to be someone else, or a frog? Like, what are you thinking? <laughs>
1: i think i'm there, pulling frog because i've been watching probably, too much dead like me i think there will probably be a mentor um okay what do i want to happen i want it to be that female warden that she saw oh
0: interesting
1: I, I really want that to be it because i want there to be like proof that not all pretties are like
0: vapid like it destroys them. But I don't... Can I ask you a little bit more about that? Sure. Can you, can you, because you, you mentioned this before and I just can't hold off anymore. <laughs> I want to know, I want you to explain that a little bit more because you seem to have this sheer, just raw anger I at do. this whole idea of as being vapid. So what is your prediction when it comes to that? Okay. So, so
1: from what she says, the surgery is fully cosmetic, right? They, they get rid of all your skin, you grow new skin, yes. they faint change your face. Um, that's what she learns in biology, yeah. Yeah, and then she, when she's talking to Paris, she says, like, you still have the same blood, and he's like, yeah, whatever. Um, so the implication there is that it's there's not an internal change, but I don't think that that's true. I think that there is some kind of brainwashing or, like, neurological augmentation to make the pretties like placid sheep and to only want to associate with the pretties because if you were best friends with somebody <laughs> for your whole fucking life and then in the space of like a couple of weeks you refused to you you went under underwent some change and you refused to write to them or like you know be even passingly polite to them when you see them or not visit them that's not possible unless you underwent some kind of
0: neurological change okay but there is still something of Paris there because he doesn't turn her in
1: I agree that he he lets her escape yes I agree that and that's why I'm hoping that they can – there's a, you know, a pretty mentor um, or something so that there's a redeemable aspect to them. But I don't know if it's like they somehow alter their perceptions of the world or – I just don't want – I just don't want it to be that now that you're the be- – you meet the beauty standard – um. Life is so great that you don't care about your
0: family. So then going with your theory, yeah, how does that work? Because everyone gets it when they turn 16. Okay? Well, Everybody everyone gets it. that we know of, right? So, so the idea... I'm mean, just saying societally. Societally, the idea is, is that you get this procedure when you're 16. Yeah. But then you have like the wardens and the guards that we've seen and right you know and so all the adults are also pretty so so like that's something that I'm curious about with your brainwashing theory of like okay fine so they're pretty but then how like how do the wardens not just be I don't know is there like I guess I just want to know if there's like if you have some thought on to like that aspect of it—that not everybody is focused on partying, right? I don't know yet because so there's like the new,
1: middle and old
0: pretties, late, yeah. It's like okay. n-
1: yeah. So, um, and it seems like you go maybe go through. Well, and it's interesting too because she described the middle pretty as a different physiological type. Mm -hmm. like she looked different so i'm wondering if maybe you go through like another procedure as you get age up so you like become a middle pretty and then you like have kids also where the fuck are her parents i don't understand like are they are they pretty and they have a baby and then it like gets shipped off to be in uglyville for (laughs) its whole childhood and like who are the teachers? she mentions them yeah but where are they like does she live with them because she lives in barracks Yes, she lives in barracks and dorms. Right. So, does she live with them? It's I don't think she does. And they have to be pretty if they go through the pretty ser- surgery at 16. So like at one point did she not live with them anymore? I'm going to go with that you have not learned enough yet. I know. I'm question. like and I'm that's I'm like frustrated that I don't understand the adult dynamics here because they don't make sense to me so far. I don't understand is it only like early teenagers living in Uglyville? Who are the teachers that she has? Are they pretty? So, that's where I'm
0: at mentally. <laughs> that's fair. Um, let's move on to another question because yeah. I feel like you're gonna explode. So, but, um, but just
1: to answer that really quick, I think um, I think that there must be like some aging up process that they go through. Okay, um, that's like, no, that's good. Maybe another round of brainwashing or another um procedure to look like a little bit older um who's gonna die uh i i don't know i i don't know i've only met three characters <laughs> including the main one.
0: Oh, oh i'll tell you this it's not tally okay um yeah i would tally doesn't die okay we don't pull and uh, we don't pull a divergent here and kill off our main character in the middle of the third book it doesn't work like that um spoilers for divergent (laughs) um no legitimately that's what she does it's so stupid
1: it's possible that Shay would die but i don't think so and it's possible that paris would die but i don't see what function that would serve yeah that's fair so i'm guessing somebody dies at some point but i may not have met them yet okay um that's fair uh what's the twist I think the twist is that she okay okay so here's my whole fucking thing you ready <laughs> oh I'm so ready I've okay. been waiting for you to have a whole fucking thing
0: <laughs> I'm okay. so
1: ready here's here's the big prediction so I think that she um, Shay runs away right so she has to go out into the ruins to find her what she ends up finding is this society that's living outside of the city structure that's not doing the pretty thing that's not you know doesn't consider themselves ugly or whatever. And they are probably fighting against the the institution that's doing this. Cause there's gotta be like a governing body or some kind of lab or something that's in charge of this
0: shit. So, so she's mentioned that. There is. Okay. I did she? She did. Okay. She's there's no name to
1: it yet. Okay. She just hasn't named it yet. Nope. Okay. So there's somebody right, and so they are like fighting against them because they, what they they think what they're doing is um, like inhumane and and because because they're brainwashing people, which she didn't know, um, or altering their neuroscape or something. So, so then her options become: remain in the society, bring Shay back, and and turn pretty and live your life. Now, but you already now you know that something's wrong with it, or help fight against. bullshit so i think what she ends up doing after a lot of waffling and after falling in love with this boy and him convincing her that you know she's fine as she is i think that she and i don't know the circumstances of how but i think that she actually goes back and gets turned pretty as like a spy mic drop
0: I don't know how to function right now, Um, because I'm just typing, and I'm, like, typing, and then you drop this, and I was just like, I mean, okay, and we just, like, keep typing. Um, Cool. So that's what Uh, I think is going to happen.
1: I think that she does actually get turned pretty, but somehow she will, like, circumvent. circumvent Exactly. The brainwashing. Yeah, just like in Stepford Wives. Okay. Stepford Wives. That's the model here.
0: (laughs) God, what a terrible model. Okay. Um, Cool so so the twist then is the ending yeah the twist is that she gets ready yep okay so i'm gonna ask who is this big bad and how do we find them represented in this book like is it a big bad ship is it a an ai is it a person yeah. is it a I think is it's it a probably, you know what i mean like like who one the question is who's the big bad yeah two and is why. how are they represented um and then i would love to know if you want to go that far why is this the way that it is right okay so i think it's probably like a
1: corporate overtake of a, okay. of a Previous govern like I think there's a corporation that's governing, um, their shit, uh, and as is doing this, and I don't know if it's like just for money or if it's for power, but I think I mean obviously it's a future where it's very tech heavy, every all the like bridges and houses and everything is constantly monitoring everyone.
0: All I wanted was a hoverboard when I was a kid. All I wanted was a hoverboard because of this book and because of Epic. Those were the two books I read as a kid that all I wanted was a hoverboard. And you will probably read Epic at one point or another when I stop making you read popular books that you haven't read. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: So, I think it's some, like, tech company um, or a company that's at least utilizing tech to monitor people and then... I, I would guess it's just a power play. Like I don't know why. Like why does any government take full control of their people
0: other than just to have power?
1: So you over think it's them? a group
0: of people and not an individual? Because like you think about the Adventure Zone and like there's John is at the center of the hunger. Yeah, I think you know? it's and so like you think it's a corporation. I do. I
1: think okay. it's a corporation. I think it's a. I mean, there's probably like a CEO, like somebody who had the vision. Yeah. But I do think it's a a group of people. It's not going to be just one person orchestrating this entire thing.
0: So then how is that represented to Tally? Like, like, what is she facing off against in this book? Because it's obviously not going to be the whole thing. Um, There's four books. But like, who is or what is this, the representation of this corporation? I
1: don't know. I think it may be, like...
0: You're allowed to not know.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, like, probably, like, a lab or something. I don't... But, Mm -hmm. like, I imagine her having to, like, infiltrate a lab. I'm sure it's somewhere in Pretty Town or whatever. Yeah. Um, because then it's safe from the people who are not brainwashed. Right. Because I'm just
0: fully going in on the brainwashing thing. Um... I committed hardcore to the princess thing so like you just have to fucking go with it. Yeah. Um
1: yeah, so I think it's probably like a lab or or something. I I do think it's more corporate than governmental because I don't see why a government if they have the power to like alter people's ways of thinking um would care to make them to like put all this work into how they look. Um, and I feel like a corporate model would care more because it's like a, I also don't know how anybody pays for anything. So I'm not sure if this is a money thing. Cool. But that could be, could be a
0: money thing. Um, why is this story from the main character's perspective and why is she important? I don't think she is.
1: Okay. I think that it's from her perspective because of the <clears throat> the way the story needs to start where she has a reason to go to pretty town and see her friend and see this change in him and then come still have to come back and be in the other place and have meet a friend who you know is obviously resistant to this idea I think it's just like the age difference and those two friends are really what matters so that it is an inciting incident. I don't think she is special in any way. Um, I think it could be anybody that fills this role as long as they had the same inciting incident. I don't think she's chosen or anything.
0: Cool. I like that. We haven't had a non-chosen one. Yeah, I'm hoping that's true (laughs) because I would love not to have a chosen one for a while. Like, no, that'd be cool. Yeah. What do you have any other thoughts and or what whether what other stories does this remind you
1: of? It definitely reminds me of Stepford Wives because of what I think the predict how it's going to go. Other than that, it reminds me of, you know, Hunger Games a little bit because it's, you know, the segregated, um, like districty type thing. Right. And the idea that between the districts, there's like nothing. It's just a ravaged um but then actually there's district 13 so yeah so it's like a out in the wastes there is actually humanity well it kind of reminds me of the giver a little bit too just yeah just in that once you reach a certain age you are like taken and given an opportunity in the giver it's you're given your job um and then, but in this one, it's that you're you're made pretty. So that it reminds me of that too. And also, um, oh, what was that book? The Unwanted's. Have you read those? No, I haven't. Um, they're not very good.
0: I <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> love your honesty. I I,
1: I read like I d enough would the first one, but the um in the Unwanted's at the age of thirteen because it's a middle grade. You are. Uh, tested and if you have like creative energy or like any tendencies towards like something that's not the status quo you're sent to die um, holy shit but when you but actually when you like go through they like put you outside the city and they're like goodbye you're useless to us because you don't adhere to the, the model Um, they actually get like taken in by this kindly wizard who teaches them to be dope so cool that's what happens but that same kind of like age um you reach reach an age threshold and then you're now like going through a process of selection um all right that yeah kind of reminds me of that too
0: yeah any other predictions you want to add you kind of laid out your whole plan. I there. did. I kind of laid it all out there. Um, I think these questions guided us nicely through this one.
1: Yeah. I think now they that I I'm thinking too. about it. Well, because um, they lend themselves to speculative fiction stuff.
0: Yeah. We did good. They did good. Uh, <laughs> well, cool. Uh, glad to hear it. Trying to not. Did you remember more as I was talking? Nope. Got <laughs> nothing. I have. I'm trying to not be boring is what I was going to say because I don't have anything really to add to it and I know that normally like we start off the podcast with like in this episode Allison does this. I almost want to start it off with in this episode Kales has no idea what her book that she picked is about. Um but I'll find something uh that you said and make it funny. But um I'm just glad that we're reading this book and um I'm glad that you put so much thought into it and like we're really taking i don't know because i feel like that the other books i've given you you got more like this is the first book where it's been like well holy shit like this is not laid out for me right um and now you know how i feel no i'm (laughs) kidding Um, (laughs) yeah because you give me contemporaries (sighs) and contemporaries are predictable well that and you've gotten like you got like 90 fucking pages of *Fallen our stars um Cause yeah, because there's long chapters. Yeah, but anyway, beside the point. Um, I think that this will be a fun one. I'm seriously looking forward to reading it and thinking that w- what you have and seeing if it's right. Um, What I think is funny about this book, though, too, is that I think about a lot of um other YA ones. And this is really, like, one of the OGs. And so a lot of people relate, you know, they think Hunger Games and they think dystopian, but I think this book. Um, And they think it's Divergent, And I'm like, no, Uglies. We're going to go back to Uglies. Yeah, because I I mean, Uglies came out like four
1: years before Hunger Games. Mm -hmm. So,
0: yeah, but it was in the midst of Harry Potter,
1: so the world wasn't ready. Um, I mean, it was popular. I like, it wasn't an unpopular series.
0: It was indeed popular. So, Um, but that being said, um, That are so that are some of Allison's predictions. (laughs) Those are I don't know grammar. I actually have had three phone calls over the course of this podcast, and I was like, I have never been so fucking popular. Um, but (laughs) but anyway, and so I've been really distracted because my phone keeps going off, and I have to be like, gosh, shit. Um, anywho, well, hopefully uh, I'm right because yeah, that's my plan. I want to be right you you to be i I want you to enjoy it and i i want this to not be an aragon moment where i go back and read this and be like oh why did i like this book yeah. um i'm
1: gonna be pissed though like i'm just warning you right now that if there's no brainwashing happening and he was just being a dick i'm gonna be so mad you're allowed like you are i think a al- lot allowed that will be the entire review episode is me ranting about how it's completely improbable that a person would change so much in the space of such a short amount of time
0: without brain alteration. No. And I I think that is a fair anger that you can have. um, Because you'll remember (laughs) that I was angry at the end of this book too. Um, So uh, I'm just commenting on common emotions. I'm not commenting (laughs) on whether or not you're right or not. Mm. Uh, But thank you so much for listening uh, to this podcast. If you liked uh, this concept and us uh please rate us five stars on itunes and apple podcasts and as james and jimmy call it a little purple icon on your phone um uh do you hey. want to talk about our fellow bookish to, podcast yes i'm getting there oh sorry i, I just I, wanted to prompt just, you in case you weren't no, gonna that's, get there that's fine <laughs> just just You want to host the whole thing. It's okay. No, I really don't. No worries. I'm just teasing. Um, But Allison is right in that um, every time we do a predictions episode, we uh, sponsor and and mention and promo and shout out one of our (laughs) uh, bookish podcasts uh, and fellow bookish podcasts and This one I'm actually really excited to talk about because I have an unhealthy obsession with gothic literature and I find it really fun. I actually wrote my entire senior thesis in college on Northanger Abbey, which is a parody on gothic literature and I had to read a shit ton and I got a research grant for it and basically I'm a nerd and I don't think I need (laughs) to prove that to you guys as I am doing a bookish podcast with my friend so this bookish podcast though is called the frankenpod and i think you guys will really enjoy it and uh i'll let you tell them i'll i'll let them tell you a little bit more about their podcast the frankenpod it all starts with frankenstein Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein, which uses the Promethean myth, which her husband, Percy Bysshe Shelley, wrote about, and they were both friends with Lord Byron, who kept a bear at Cambridge, and was the key shaper of the romantic movement, which Oscar Wilde would be at the tail end of when he wrote Dorian Gray, who
1: was influenced by yellow book which inspired the publication of a magazine called The Yellow Book, which specialised in lustful and violent tales, in which John Buckham was published, according to Benjamin, who wrote about Wilde's arrest, and Buckham wrote The 39 Steps, which later became a Hitchcock film, before he made Psycho, which was based on a Gein, who made corpses into ornaments, unlike Victor Frankenstein, who made a man by grave digging and stitching corpses together. You done? Not even slightly. The Franken-Pod. It's a podcast stitched together from the corpses of mystery, noir, gothic literature, and cinema. Subscribe to us on your podcast app.
0: So go ahead and listen to The Franken-Pod, which is all about gothic literature and piecing together of mysteries. And they also do film, which is pretty cool, too. Um, I like that. Um, and Yeah, it sounds great. I think it would be a super yeah. fun
1: compliment to our podcast.
0: I absolutely think so, too. Um, So go listen to The FrankenPod and... Uh, rate us on iTunes and follow us on social media. Allison does amazing social media posts. I have no control over that. I do have access to all of it, but I don't post anything. I edit. She she does all the social things. She's better at it anyway. Um, but some really cool stuff. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any predictions that you want to throw out there, let us know. Um, and We'd love to talk to you about it. If you think Allison is right or wrong, don't tell her. Um, <laughs> I mean, you could spoil it. We're not big on spoilers. We're, we're fine with spoilers, around here but but you know i'm sure that she's one of like nine people who've never read this in the world in the world that were born within the time period um because i'll give those like itty bitties you know if you're 13 years old you didn't read it it's fine um (laughs) but uh yeah let us know what you think
1: you have anything else you want to say no hang out with us read it with us if you haven't read it before
0: what are you waiting for or if you want to reread it like I am, do that. Read Uglies. Pick it up again. It's been 13 goddamn years since you picked up this book. i bet you anything. So. I bet your local library has a copy. I bet it does. And I bet it has a weird looking cover because the old ones are weird. And I bet it's a weird size, too, though, where it looks like just like a little box. But Mine's now they normal. actually re-released it. Is yours normal? Is yours the white cover?
1: yeah it's the one with the sheet over the person's face and it's like a normal yeah paperback that's size. the
0: re yeah they re-released those like five or six years ago um mine is the short og copy yo <laughs> um i have the original copy for the original dystopian trilogy quartet now with a fifth book out um <laughs> <laughs> that's what you should say um, in the tagline trilogy
1: quartet now with a fifth book a fifth book <laughs> all in 13 years
0: um all right i'm kales and i'm allison Bye guys. Bye. Bye.